This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 129. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about our inner critic, that little voice in your head that tells you you're not worthy, you're not good enough, and keeps you from offering your best self to the world. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you that I do offer free coaching on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I've been so excited to have some of you reach out to me in the last few weeks to get some free coaching, and I love meeting all of you. So whether you're thinking about getting into life coaching and hiring a life coach, or you just want to chat about it, or you have one small issue that you'd like to work through, you can go to my website and sign up, and we'll get together and chat. The other thing that you can get on my website is my Wednesday Weekly Words, and it is just a small email that you'll get every week that basically follows along with my blog. Sometimes it's the same as the blog that I write on Sunday, just an abbreviated version, and sometimes it's original. But every week you'll get some words of encouragement from me. So if that sounds something that you would like to have, just go to my website and there is a spot you can let me have your email and sign up for that. I do not use the emails for marketing. So the only thing that you'll get is the Wednesday Weekly Words. So let's get into the podcast. This week, I want to talk about our inner critic. And the reason that this came up for me is that I went on a trip this past weekend to Mississippi to watch my daughter and hear her sing. Um, Bridget Capel, who's been on the podcast before, is an opera singer and a fabulous one at that. And so I attended a couple of her performances. And because I traveled alone, I had to show up at all these events by myself. And I had to dress for it and uh, all these things that you, you do when you get ready to go somewhere. And last week I talked about connection and how it's great to make connections in especially when you come into these situations and you don't know anyone. Well, I experienced this full force this week and it really was kind of fun in a way. I got to look at my inner critic. I got to hear the voices in my head telling me that I wasn't worthy or I wasn't wearing the right clothes or I didn't have the right clothes. You know, all those things that our brain wants to tell us. And so I thought this would be an interesting topic to talk about on the podcast because I know we all go through this at some time or another. So when we talk about our inner critic or our critical voice inside our head, it's not actually that primitive brain so much, but it does kind of intertwine with that. Our inner critic, that inner critical voice is something that we have in order to protect ourselves. It's usually experienced as someone attacking us. So it really is our voice, but on some level, it feels like there's someone inside our head telling us things that we're not worthy, 
were bad, were wrong, were inadequate, worthless, guilty, all these negative things that this little voice in our head will tell us. And I don't mean we actually hear a little voice, right? It's your thoughts, the thoughts that you have about yourself. And this critical voice can bring on feelings of deficiency, shame, poor self-esteem. It can cause you to feel depressed or actually fearful of going and putting yourself out into the world. And there's a lot of self-doubt that's wrapped up into this inner critic. In some instances, it's very easy to deal with and you can just hear it, think it, and then let it go. But in other instances, it can really hang on and cause us some major grief. And it really goes hand in hand with our problem that we have with imposter syndrome. Because that imposter syndrome thing that we deal with often comes from that inner critical voice that we have in our head. Now, on some level, it's good to have this critical voice, right? It keeps us from making silly mistakes. It keeps us from stepping out into the void where we could get injured. It sometimes helps us to avoid humiliation because it'll say, wait a minute, think before you speak. But when it gets very loud and very ugly, it can actually control you and take you down a path of that imposter syndrome, depression, compassion fatigue, all the things that we struggle with in veterinary medicine. Now, many experts believe that that inner critic develops when we're in childhood and it is shaped by the way people treat us, the things they say to us, the critiques they make of us get buried very deep, deep in our emotional brain center and cause us to remember those critical voices. And when we have very emotional memories of things that things that were said to us when we were children, that can get buried in our brain and reappear as adults as this really severe, harsh inner critic. We all had a parent that spoke harshly to us at some time in our life. We've all had teachers that said something that was not kind. Caregivers, peers, for sure, we've all had peers that were nasty to us when we were kids. And all of that critique and criticism that we've absorbed in our childhood gets imprinted in our brain. And so we have a positive voice in our head that encourages us, but we also have this negative voice that corrects us. And the more of this negative energy that we were exposed to as children, the more likely we are to have a very loud inner critic voice. So I said that I experienced some of this inner critic when I was in Mississippi this weekend. And the way it showed up for me is being someone that was going to an event alone and I knew no one other than my daughter who was a performer. So she wasn't with me when I was arriving. Being in that situation that I wasn't 100% certain what was expected of me, I didn't understand what I was supposed to be wearing, what kind of event it was going to be, 
what type of people were going to be there, what was it exactly that I needed to do to fit in. And this need for us to fit in at all times is very strong. I didn't want to be embarrassed by the way I looked. I didn't want to do or say something that would offend anyone. I wanted to make sure that when I went into the situation that I could fit in. So my inner critic was on full alert. It was having me change my clothes several times, worrying about what looked right. How would I wear my hair? What did I need to take with me? Did I need money? Did I need a purse? You know, all those questions my brain was asking me were not necessarily critiquing me, but they made me feel very uncertain about how I was showing up in this situation. And I am usually a pretty confident person in these types of situations, but because I was out of my element and going to something in that area of the country for the first time, I was a little uncertain that things would go the way that I wanted them to go and that I would show up in a way that honored my daughter and didn't embarrass myself. And this inner critic is all about shame and embarrassment. It's trying to protect you from doing something stupid and looking dumb, right? So the first step in getting a handle on your inner critic is just understanding that it's there and that we all have them. Everyone had negative experiences in childhood. Everyone had someone in their life that either said something unkind, embarrassed us, corrected us, made us feel lesser than, and your brain hangs on to that. Our brain is so smart. It remembers everything, even all the bad things that we just as soon forget. So just acknowledge the fact that at times your brain is going to criticize you and critique you. And creating an awareness about that and around that is really a good first step in just challenging some of the things that your brain feeds you. I like to talk to clients about their story. We all have stories about ourselves. One of my stories was that I wasn't a good writer. And I had that story because someone told me in my childhood that I was bad at writing. And I believed it and I embraced it and I hung on to it until well, well, well into my adult life. So try to look at your stories. Try to understand the stories that you have about yourself and where you think they could have come from. Because many times it isn't true. Some jerk or some idiot when you were a kid said something to you that was so untrue and they said it for a reason to hurt you. And by hanging on to it, we are letting that person continue to hurt us. So trying to understand where our stories come from and digging deep to understand why we picked up this story in the first place and why we continue to hang on to it will really help you tease out some of the things that inner critic feeds you and actually either fight back with them or just accept them as something that you were exposed to and then move on from them. So pay attention to that inner story. So why do we want to get over this inner critic? Why do we want to get rid of it or at least understand it so we can move forward without it. 
Your inner critic will keep you from living your best life. It'll keep, it will keep you from taking opportunities, trying new things. It will cause you to not want to step out of your comfort zone and have new experiences. And part of my inner critic in going to these opera performances, if I would have given in to the thought that I didn't belong or I wasn't the right, I wasn't dressed correctly or whatever, if I would have given in to that inner critic voice, then I would have missed out on meeting some beautiful people. I met some amazing people in Mississippi and I would have missed out on seeing some beautiful performances. The opera performances were amazing, including Bridget, and it was just a really exciting, enjoyable experience. And so me getting over the inner critical things that my brain was telling me allowed me to enjoy myself and go to these performances and go to these parties and things without feeling any fear, feeling any doubt that everything was going to be fine. But it was a process. I had to try on different things and question myself and doubt myself and then wonder why I was doing this to myself and then just deciding on purpose that I wasn't going to listen to anything in my critical brain and I was just going to push forward and go. Because what does it really matter what you wear somewhere? There's such a variety of things that people wear nowadays. There's really no way to be out of place. And so just risking being myself and showing up the way I wanted to show up allowed me to have a good time, meet beautiful people, and basically do the things that I want to do. And so we want to get over this critical voice because we want to allow ourselves to let go of our anxiety, let go of our worry about what other people think, and build our self-esteem. Now, many of the things that I teach people in life coaching is that you have control of your thoughts. And it oftentimes doesn't feel like we do. It's really a difficult exercise to try to control the things that our brain brings up. But honestly, you have control about all of the things that your brain thinks. You can allow yourself to believe what your inner critic says or disbelieve what your inner critic says. Get over your stories or fall victim to your stories. You might need help doing it. It might not be easy. It might be a battle, even a lifelong battle for most of us. But it is something that you can do and you can get better. So getting therapy about things that happened in your childhood, understanding yourself more by some self-help or self-exploration, getting a coach, a life coach to lead you through some of the things that you're trying to go through is an important part of learning about your brain, understanding it, and then changing the way your mind works. So how do we go about dealing with this inner critic and changing our brain to not listen to our inner critic and not let it affect us in a negative way? The first step is to understand it. The first step is to hear it and then realize that it is just your inner critic. You can even treat it like another person. You can say brain or chihuahua (laughs) or whatever you want to call that part of your brain that feeds you negativity. You can give it a name and then 
talk to it. Now, I don't mean out loud because people will think you're crazy, but just distancing yourself from that inner critic voice will help. So every time you have an inner critic thought in your head, write it down so you can really get to know how it's wired. This part of your brain is wired to keep you safe, but also keep you back from living the life that you want to live. So getting those statements out onto a piece of paper or type it into your computer where you can read it and understand it will really help you start to combat those stories. And when your brain says you are not smart or you are dumb or you are ugly or whatever your inner voice says, you can start to question those thoughts. So when I was getting ready for the opera and my brain said, you didn't bring the right clothes, you will not be dressed correctly, you will stand out if you wear the wrong thing. And I started to think all these doubtful things about myself as I was getting ready for this performance. I can look at those thoughts and say, is that a fact? What are the facts of this story? The truth was, I didn't know what I was supposed to wear. I didn't know what other people would be wearing. I just had to kind of suppose and guess. And I knew that it was going to be an event. And I knew that I probably should dress fairly well. And so I did. But listening to my inner critic while I was getting ready was not useful. So I had to actually question that voice. You don't have the right clothes. Well, I don't know whether I have the right clothes or not. And what does that even mean, right clothes? What difference does it make what I wear? Are people really going to care? Are they going to look at me and say, oh my God, she's wearing the wrong thing? Of course not. They're all concerned about themselves and their friends and what they're doing with their life. They don't care about what I look like. And so if I can question my inner critic and say, what are you talking about? get over yourself and get dressed and go have a good time. Then I can shut that voice down and just put on the clothes I want to put on and go, which is exactly what I ended up doing. The other thing that you can do when the critic starts to tell you that you're always late or you're never correct or you always do this wrong or I don't like this or that. When it says these absolute things, you can change that always and never into more specific things. If you take the word never and always out of that vocabulary, it will allow you to soften those statements. So changing the thoughts in your head we know can change your feelings. Sometimes just a change in one word, like always, change it to sometimes. So if my inner critic says, you always say the wrong thing in an awkward situation, let's say that was my inner critic voice. If I change that word always to sometimes, I sometimes say the wrong thing in awkward situations, but most of the time I say the correct thing and don't embarrass myself. If I just change the always to sometimes and then qualify it with something more positive, I can start to practice changing my inner critic to an inner cheerleader, somebody that wants me to succeed. 
And it's a mind game, right? You're dealing with your own thoughts on both ends of that equation. And it is a choice. So if I say, Chihuahua brain, quit telling me that I'm not ready for whatever it is that I'm getting ready to do. And I change it to, I am ready. I am capable to do this thing. Then I can go against and start to shut down some of that inner critic voice. So let's take a work example. If you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that I do not like to do dentals on cats. It's not my favorite thing. I'm perfectly capable of doing it and doing it pretty well, but I really dislike it. And part of the reason I dislike it is because I have an inner critic voice that tells me that they're difficult and I'm not good at it. And so I'm challenged around doing cat dentals. So if one is presented to me that I have to do, then now I'm having an inner battle with my inner critic telling me that I'm not good at it, telling me that I should refer it, that I really don't want to do it, that I don't like dentals. And I can truly dislike them without beating myself up around them. So if I dislike them just because I don't like doing them, then that's valid. But if I'm listening to my inner critic telling me that I'm not capable, then that's when I'm losing the battle. So if my inner critic says, you suck at this, it's my job to realize that that is just my brain trying to protect me from the pain of the dental and that I really am capable and that I can challenge that inner critic in order to move forward to do the job that I need to do. And I know this happens to all of you, and it's always something. Oftentimes, it's wrapped around a bad thing that happened in your past that you haven't gotten over. If a case didn't go well, a certain surgery didn't go well, it's really difficult to shut that inner critic up and do that surgery again. But it's possible and it's doable. Another thing that can help you a lot when your inner critic starts to shame you Thinking things like, I should have done this differently. I should have known what was going on with this case. Another veterinarian thinks I'm incompetent, so I should be better. I should be smarter. Those should statements are shaming statements. So if you can take that should and change it into something better, like I could have, I may have, next time I might, Stop shaming yourself and take the experience that you're shaming yourself about and turn it into an opportunity to learn. And learning from mistakes is something that we have to do as humans. So when you make a mistake and that inner critic gloms onto that as proof that what you learned in childhood about yourself is true, knowing that you're likely to ruminate and keep beating yourself up over and over again with these should statements is not useful. So realize that replaying negative events over and over in your head in order to try to change them is not useful. That inner critic likes to do that, but it doesn't focus on a solution and it doesn't focus on forward motion. It wants to beat you up. And that's only going to make you feel worse. So when you notice that you're beating yourself up and going over a mistake over and over again, try to go into solution mode. 
if you have to do some deep breathing or meditating or yoga to get your brain out of that spinning rumination that you're doing, do so. Call a friend, sit with someone that loves you, talk about it, get it out, get your body calmer as you're spinning through the cycle of I should have, I made a mistake, that beating yourself up. And once you get to a calmer place, start to think about how to use this information to move forward. Because we all know that nothing can be changed from the past. You can only use the information that you have from the mistake that you made in order to do better the next time. So give yourself some empathy, some compassion, and understand the feelings that are there. I know these feelings are trying to protect me from future mistakes, but I also have to be compassionate that I'm a human and I'm going to make some mistakes. And the only thing I can do to be a fully functioning, progressive human is to learn from my mistakes and not hold on to them so I can move forward and do better work. Okay, so you all know that I love quotes. And this one's kind of long, but I really liked it. It is by Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy. And it is from a book, I believe. But anywhere, here goes. The critical voices in our own heads are far more vicious than what we might hear from the outside. Our inside critics have intimate knowledge of us and can zero in on our weakest spots. You might be told by the critics that you're too fat, too old, too young, not intelligent enough, a quitter, not logical, prone to try too many things. It's all balderdash. Some elements of these may be true, and it's completely up to you how they affect you. Inside critics are really just trying to protect you. You can learn to dialogue with them, give them new jobs, turn them into allies, and you can also dismantle them or exterminate them. And I love that because it basically talks about how you have control. And she kind of talks like that inner critic as a whole different person, right? So when I call mine the chihuahua, um, the nasty chihuahua, no offense to good chihuahuas, I love chihuahuas. But when I call mine that, it helps me separate myself from the inner critical voices. And that's something that's very useful to do. Another quote that I liked is from Beverly Engel, and it says, turn down the volume of your negative inner voice and create a nurturing inner voice to take its place. When you make a mistake, forgive yourself, learn from it, and move on instead of obsessing about it. Equally important, don't allow anyone else to dwell on your mistakes or shortcomings or to expect perfection from you. So working on your own inner critic allows you to become stronger against the outer critics. Because when people from the outside are saying something that your inner critic believes, you'll believe it. But once you get control of that inner voice, you will be able to stop the people on the outside from affecting you with their critiques. So this week, my homework for you is to get in touch with your inner critic. Figure out what those stories are Get them out on paper, write them down in your computer, whatever you have to do to put them in front of your brain instead of in your brain, and then really examine them and start to question them. And as you work through those negative thoughts, 
if you're feeling really overwhelmed with the whole of it, then reach out for help. Like I always say, get a coach, get a therapist, talk to a friend or a family member, get someone to help you understand your brain. Because the more you work on what's going on upstairs, the better off your life can be. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I appreciate it immensely. Next week, I will have a guest on the podcast and I've got a couple other guests lined up. So I'm really excited about that. So be kind to yourself this week, work on your brain this week and share some of your thoughts with me. I'd love to hear from you. So go out there and squash that inner critic. Have a beautiful week, my friends. Bye.